Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in outfit repeater. And you better believe that in outfit repeater is the best thing you can be. Just be chill, smiling, wave. If you stay with us, you'll be okay. It's rough out there, but you. everyone and welcome to the outfit repeaters i'm your host marissa Cantor, and with me once again is sam chung what do you mean once again i'm always here <laughs> once again like As i'm a always. special guest no I-, I meant once again it's been a minute okay it has like been a we're minute. back yeah i'm so glad that we got back before a whale could explode on me that's so specific <laughs> and gross and I'm so glad that that has never happened to me. And I, I, I hope that I will never find myself in a situation where that's even like on the table. A remote possibility. Yeah, no, hard pass on that. I never want a whale to explode on me in any way. I don't know what that even means. If it was like a, a literal explosion <laughs> or a sexual explosion, but whatever kind of explosion it was, hard pass. I think it was probably like a through the, don't they have like water goes up the blowhole or whatever you think it was a blowhole explosion <laughs> yeah you think this was a Pino- you think ian was in a pinocchio situation <laughs> when he- <laughs> maybe i don't think that's what he meant but we'll never know because <laughs> they'll never revisit this this sentence again like uh we've we've probably spent more time analyzing it than the writers did writing it yeah ian really came and he went and that's it. I same as last season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing new on the Ian front. How are you, Sam? It's been a while since it's just been the two of us. It has, doing and it's been a thing. yeah, and it's been a while since we've been talking about um, how I met your father. So, uh, Marissa, I'm taking a break from developing. This is this is breaking news. Also, <laughs> I'm taking a break from developing what I'm sure will be the most awesome board game to ever board game. Spoiler alert. And no one steal this from me. My, I was going to say, are you sure you want to do this? I'm not going to share any details about the game itself, except the title. The title of my board game is called My Dog is Cooler Than Yours. And that's all I'm at liberty to say right now. Sam just has so much creative energy. And this is what This is what happens when we're not podcasting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm building the best board game ever. No, yeah. Whatever. I think it'll be great. It still hasn't been beta tested, though. <laughs> We're having a game night this week. for uh, and, and also, the people coming to the game night are unaware that they will be beta testing <laughs> <laughs> this game. They think they're coming to a regular game night with your classic games. You're like, uh, I don't even know, card games, charades-esque games. But no, little do they know, I have a surprise for them. My dog is cooler than yours. I hope they're still our friends after. They'll want in on this idea. They'll be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to stay friends because this is this is going to blow up. Okay, enough about your games. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I guess we'll let you know how it how game night goes. Wait, Marissa, before we dive into how I met your father, I have an unrelated question for you, and I could wait until we do the preview, but I just can't wait. What was a better movie? Puss in Boots, The Last Wish? Or Megan. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed 
both. I think that Puss in Boots was the objectively better movie. I love the expansion of the Shrek cinematic universe, but like Megan was a great time and I'm not mad about it and I will be seeing Megan (laughs) 2.0. She is titanium. That was so wild. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I feel like we used to banter a lot about what we had been watching, but now we have a whole separate thing that we do that on. Yeah, maybe we can keep it tighter on these podcasts now. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe not, because there's just so much to talk about (laughs) here um, with How I Met Your Father. Yeah, so it's been... When did season one end? How long has it been since we've done this? It's been a year. It's been a full full year? Didn't wasn't season... Season one was... January and then it went to like mid-March I think Mm, okay yeah it was a short first season too only 10 episodes and um I read somewhere today that uh people think that 10 episodes is not really enough for a sitcom to really find its footing um I tend to agree with that I think you know you're used to your typical sitcom being closer to 20 episodes and someone was putting this also in the context of that 90s show, which I haven't checked out yet, but apparently season one of that is also only 10 episodes, and they were like, not enough. But now we get a super size season two, so here we go. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that you say typical, but it's so rare today for, at least now in this current TV landscape, to get a 20-episode order for pretty much anything, unless you're like Shondaland. Unless you're Dick Wolf. Or Dick Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marissa, breaking news before, also before we start on the podcast, we recently visited the set of How I Met Your Father on the Paramount Studio Tour. How did you find the Paramount Studio Tour and specifically the set of How I Met Your Father? I mean, we didn't, you're making it sound more exciting, right? Like we went around on a golf cart. We didn't see like actual sets. Well, we, we didn't saw see some exteriors. Interiors. I feel like for all intents and purposes, we saw the outside of what is this bar. We did. Yeah. It was fine. It wasn't all dressed <laughs> up. What was more exciting to me? It's been so long, right? I feel like, but who could forget the most unforgettable quote of season one? Am I right? Oh man, you're really putting me on the spot. But luckily for you, I always have this ready to go. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. I had to hold my hand over my mouth so I wouldn't (laughs) laugh during the My God. And now you're joking. No, I'm good. So, yes. So we have that line. We're like, where in the world? And then (laughs) (laughs) we're on the Paramount Studio Tour. We are... Right outside the How I Met Your Father, like, writer's offices, the building where the writers all do their thing, and we are shown by our tour guide on a slab of concrete are the handprints of Ted Danson and the footprint of Woody Harrelson, and it says, Woody Harrelson was here, and then in parentheses it says, naked. I mean, odds are that... This is the source of, this is where it came from, right? I would think so. I think that one of the writers was probably just walking into work one day and said something about the Woody Harrelson naked concrete slab. And then they were like, let's write it into the show. And then they did. So mystery solved. That literally, it's not as exciting to retell, but it really blew our minds in the moment. We were like, yeah, kind of freaking out. It was, it was good to, to get that, that clarity, I think, because 
that line, Still, like so many no lines sense. in this show, just confused <laughs> confused me to no end. Yes. Unfortunately, we went on a Saturday, so there was no Hilduff sighting. Also, Probably that same fortunate. Saturday, she had like an allergic reaction. So I don't think she would have been on set anyways. Well, that only happened because she was seeing Leah Michelle at Funny Girls. Oh, so <laughs> she was in New York. Okay, but yeah, I think I I enjoyed uh, that tour. Like you said, we kind of just swung by that location at the end. The only studio they actually let us go into was the set of Dr. Phil, so. Which was something really on my bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the set of Dr. Phil. But anyways, uh, How I Met Your Father, we're back. Marissa, uh, we didn't rewatch season one before diving into season two. Did we make a mistake? I think I was okay. A lot of... The moment, upon reflection, I think that we were pretty hard on season one. And like looking back, a lot of those moments do live rent free in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just missing J Street. (laughs) What? What? I still say that all the time. I just go, what? (laughs) Exactly. The show did create some moments. I don't know. I, I, I feel like. You probably could have used the refresh more. I definitely could have. But luckily for me, they recapped it at the beginning. They recapped it during. They mentioned everything that happened in season one all throughout this first episode. And so uh, I found myself frequently during episode one being like, oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that now. And ultimately, it started. It definitely came back to me as we were watching it like. Did I remember unprompted that uh, Drew's dad is going to prison? No, but then he said, oh, my dad is going to prison. And I was like, oh, yeah, your dad is going to prison. Yeah, I mean. That is something that is happening. I think that they are sticking to the format, right? Regardless of whether it's streaming or linear. This is very true to like a multicam show. In a era pre-streaming, right? Where like maybe you didn't have the opportunity to go back. Maybe you like literally couldn't before it was all available at the touch of a, I don't know where I'm going with that. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting that they did lay it on. So it was so heavy handed. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I got there. You know, I feel like they also did a lot of previewing for the season ahead. So we know some of what is to come, including our friend, John Corbett. Wow, you're like crying. <laughs> For anyone unfamiliar with that, uh, that, that is- That clip was so long. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it becomes a completely different voice halfway through. It does. It very dramatically changes. <laughs> that was from the 2000, I don't even remember what movie, Raise Your Voice. 2004. 2004. <laughs> literally, there's like tears rolling down your face right now. Yeah, that is from the 2004 <laughs> movie, Raise Your Voice. 
which we recapped, I want to say, like, at this point, a year and a half ago, a very, very long time ago. And, uh, yeah, at that time, I feel like Hillary Duff was, like, what, 18? <laughs> and John yeah. Corbett was a full adult, and now they're dating. That's fun. Yeah, it's 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 a choice. It's, you know, we didn't just know this from the episode. We saw it in the, you know, trailer for the season. So We saw we- it in the trailer, and then in the episode, we got this line. Wow, you're, you're really just going to jump to it. I'm ready. Mom, please call me back. I think I'm dating my dad. <laughs> the show's so funny. The show's unhinged. I love it. <laughs> you know what? I that was say, the moment when I was like, you know what? I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I think in hindsight, I was probably a very, I was probably very critical of season one. This, like... I felt like there were moments in season one that made me like actively angry. (laughs) Woody Harrelson's penis probably being one of them. But like this premiere of season two, I was like, you know what? I'm mentally prepared to get back into it. And I was like, you know what? This show is probably one of the most unhinged shows that I watch currently, but it is what it is, I guess. (laughs) It's fun. I thought it was a decent enough premiere. I mean, I think it is very much sticking to format in the sense that those sort of flash forwards, that's very much true to the How I Met Your Mother form, mm-hmm. which is something that you're not as familiar with. And and also to reset before we dive into the premiere, I think when we ended last season, we were both on the same page still about who we think the father is. And I think we are both still leaning Sid. I still think it's Sid, and I don't care that him and Hannah... (laughs) I don't care that they're married. Even though they eloped. I mean, as we know, I don't know, again, not to to talk about that 90s show too much, but as we know, at the end of that that 70s show, Jackie and Fez are together... But the this show is all about like, or I guess by the start of that '90s show, Jackie and Kelso have a kid. So you know, sometimes that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. You can't deny what is what is what you know what a fate. I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say. I a whale think, exploded on me. I think that there is enough sprinkled in interactions between Sophie and Sid to continue to build that case over time. Like I'm talking. If we do, I still believe, I think we've talked about this before too, that it really depends on like the longevity of the show and mm-hmm. just like how much time we get with them because to a certain extent, they're, it's loose enough that the writers can kind of pivot wherever they want. Mm-hmm. So I do still think that if we get, we could get, still get a Jesse Endgame if we, this is like a three season show. I think it's probably still Jesse just because it's more like he's the short term guy. But if a miracle of all miracles happens and the show just goes in a way that hasn't happened for the sitcom since, I don't know, when it, when was the last time we had a five plus season sitcom? Like anywhere? What are you talking about? Yeah, I just feel like it's been a minute. Now nah, the CBS ones still go forever and this, ever, don't I, they? And the ABC ones. Eh. What are you talking about? You say, eh, but the middle has been on for like 25 years. Those kids are fully like middle-aged. <laughs> okay, the middle is over. You're talking about the Goldbergs. Okay, whatever it is. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well, if Hulu blesses us with 
six plus seasons of How I Met Your Father. Sid is the long game. No, I agree. Good answer. No discourse here, I guess. That's rare. We've discoursed about this ad ad nauseum in the past. It's true. You just wanted to check in. And I think we're all checked in. So let's jump in. Okay. We are going to unpack the season two premiere of How I Met Your Father, season two, episode one, Cool and Chill. Cool and Chill. Um, Yeah, so we pick this up. Well, I guess technically we pick it up in 2050, but we know that the show started in 2022. Now, we in our life are in 2023, but the show is picking up right where season one ended, literally like the day after. So what year is it in the show? No, it's literally day of. It's literally the same day. Oh, okay. Same day. So is it still 2022 in the show? How could you forget Hilary Duff's sort of shower mat? flower shirt thingy like the plasticky flower shirt i mean it wasn't something that stuck with me that's not the question (laughs) what is the question what year is it in the show 2022 it was hard to live in the moment in 2022 (laughs) yeah it picks right back up at the gallery show i did not miss kim cattrall or the laugh track that was like it took me a second to like remember like oh yes this is what we're doing yeah if i was her kid i would have left some for some reason her kid is so hooked that he's waited there for an entire year because you know what i have a question why is kim cattrall narrating the show but hillary duff narrates the the trailer for the season uh i don't know maybe kim cattrall had other obligations yeah, I think Kim Cattrall comes in for like one day and one day only. Kim Cattrall, she's like, this is it. <laughs> Kim Cattrall is like auditioning for the Jennifer Coolidge role in The White Lotus <laughs> season three. <laughs> Will every member of Sex and the City get their time to shine on this show before it's over? Every member? What? There's only, wait, how many members have we seen? Hasn't well, it just been Kim Cattrall? Well, it's Kim, but now it's John Corbett, Aiden. Oh my God. You say that like he was like a very pivotal member of Sex and the City. What? He's, he's not he's not SJP. He's not But he's the guy that she should have been with. He's not Mr. I died on my Peloton big. Okay, he he will not be <laughs> within a 10-foot pole of no. My answer is no. <laughs> we will not see every member of Sex and the City on this show. Why are you acting like John Corbett wasn't a pivotal part of Sex and the City? I digress. We have more to say about John, but that is to come. I know. He wasn't even in this episode. (laughs) We'll get there. I'll save my Aiden feelings for another day. Okay. So we left season one on this big cliffhanger. Ian is back. He is surprising Sophie at her gallery show. She is very surprised because she has just had a whirlwind of a day between breaking up with Drew, hooking up with Jesse, seeing Jesse with Meredith after she freaked out. It's just, it's been a lot. We got, we got the, the exposition in the show was there for us. Yeah. Again, good reset because honestly, like it, it, that had gone from my mind, but it came back very quickly. And Ian's like, how's your love life? Like you still single girl? Like it was very (laughs) much the vibe. And she's like, he's been thinking about her. And she's like, you know what? Nothing messy going on with me. Yeah, she decides to just full-on lie because she's been with two guys in the past 48 hours. Her orange boyfriend, Drew, 
and <laughs> her fling Jesse. Yeah, at this point, like I can sort of see where this is going with Ian. And I don't know, it kind of gives me the ick that once again, they're just seemingly bringing him back to be a plot device to sort of like push Sophie in her journey. Yeah, but I, I do feel like it's a little bit different this time. Like, I feel like there's more potential for him, especially in a longer season, to appear in more episodes than he did in season one. I hope he does. Yeah. I like him. I mean, this is jumping to the end, but Sophie, at the end of this episode, is resolved to work on herself. But I think given what we've seen from her in a season and one episode, I don't trust her to really stick to that resolution. No, she is way too chaotic. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I love that about her. The thesis statement of the show being like people in their 30s don't have their shit together is kind of my jam. Objectively hilarious. So let's see what else is going on in this sort of catch up of a beginning moment. Oh, yeah. Sid and Hannah are married. Surprise. They just went to a courthouse, signed some papers. I don't really remember what the urgency was. That's the one thing that I'm sort of yeah, that's a little bit a little fuzzy for me. Yeah, I think it's a little fuzzy for me too. I think they were both feeling a lot of pressure having to plan multiple weddings. And I think this was just a way of kind of being like, you know what? There will be no pressure because we're eloping. I relate to that. <laughs> we almost eloped. And they're like, you know what? Let's just keep the spontaneity alive. Let's just have a party at the bar. We go from spending all of this money on a wedding to spending no money because we're going to host it at a bar that he owns. Yes. Wasn't there another kid at the bar who worked there? Maybe that kid is retired now. Yeah, there definitely was. I guess maybe it was a school night. I don't know. (laughs) And the other big sort of moment from... That is carrying over that we're get being reminded of slash caught up on is that Val and Charlie have broken up. She wants kids. He does not. Therefore, it simply will not work. Indeed. And Ellen is like, how is that possible? You coined the phrase Netflix and f- <laughs> That's a long beep. It's a common phrase. I'm sure you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> I'm surprised they're giving Netflix that uh, shout out on a Hulu show. You're so right. They didn't coin the phrase Hulu in whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Netflix is just the stand-in for like all streaming. It's not even like, it's just a part of speech now. Yeah. And then Jesse shows up and he's like, oh, Ian, whatever are you doing here? Wait, why does he have a weird accent now? <laughs> I don't know. Sidebar, Marissa asked me today if she thought that <laughs> if she thought that if if I thought that if she got uh, like a I don't know what it, a dialect coach, if you could become better at accents. And I said, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> the answer is no. Brutal. Can you do that accent again? What did Jesse come in like? <laughs> I will never be able to repeat it. That's my problem. Like if but I what have, were you going for? I don't know what I was going for. <laughs> Like surly British man? No, Charlie is the surly British man. You're being Jesse right now. I know, but he was just surly and British in that moment to me. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sidebar over. Jesse is put off, surprised that Ian is there. And Sophie's like, 
yeah, he's here. Is that a problem? She's very, her energy toward Jesse is like so aggressive. And he has no idea why, because he doesn't know that she saw him with Meredith. And just earlier today, I think he said that he loved her. He did in his sleep, but like. In his sleep, yes. Also, <laughs> I forgot all their names until like five you minutes did. into the episode. <laughs> he was like, I love you, Sophie. I was like, wait, who, who is, is Sophie? Sophie? I was like, oh yeah, she's the, she's Hillary Duff. <laughs> it took a minute. We had no recap, no refresher. Which like, yeah, what is going on with Jesse? Let's pause and just like unpack that for a second. Mm-hmm. Because it is hella shady that you hook up with a girl, tell her that you love her, get like mildly rejected, like not even really. She just kind of like freaked out and left and then just like immediately crawls back to your ex. Honestly. What a dirk. It's just, it's just, ugh. especially in such a compressed period of time. Would you say that Sophie is serving this energy? Go away, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed this soundboard. There's a, there's a lot of sounds on here that I forgot about. I, I would say that she is. Um, oh, Je- Jesse's a mess. Not only is he like making out with Meredith, he's going on tour with her. Yeah. That'll be fun. What a, <laughs> what a weird Fleetwood Mac situation. <laughs> Very much, it's very much for the benefit of the audience, right? Like all of these moments. Sid is like, hello, like we just got married. Everyone's weird with each other right now. No, you're going to act normal. You're going to celebrate our love and we're going to the bar. And Sophie's bringing Ian to the bar. And so then we cut to the bar where pretty much the rest of this episode takes place. And we just kind of keep jumping from, you know, character to character. Everybody has a job to like pull together a really quick reception. Jesse's giving a best man toast. Sophie's taking photos. Val and Charlie are in charge of like the photo montage of Sid and Hannah. And Ellen's making a playlist. Now these are like, who do you think they are, Sid? Like these are big jobs. You expect Jesse, Jesse to pull a best man speech out of his ass. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't trust Jesse with that. I mean, Sophie on photos makes sense. She pretends to be a photographer all the time. Um, yes. So she sure. pretends to be a photographer. You know, Ellen on the playlist, that's an easy job. Anyone can do that. Val and Charlie on the photo montage. I mean, does a person really need to be in charge with that? Or can you just like get chat GPT to do that for you? Yeah. You can just be like, chat GPT, go into my Facebook and put together a slideshow of all my photos. <laughs> And chat GP, that's an AI task. And you know what? Maybe that's the route he should have gone. Honestly, it, it should have been. Um, my big takeaway from this is that uh, Sid's Sid's choice of like line dance is, is, it feels like a hot take. So his favorite one is the electric slide. The electric slide is just a worse Cupid shuffle. Like why would anyone choose the electric slide when... We all know that the Cupid shuffle exists and is objectively better. Listen, one of my catchphrases is that one cannot hear the Cupid shuffle and not do the Cupid shuffle. Well, I mean, that's the same of most line dances. It's like, can anyone hear the Macarena and not like do the Macarena? But it's like, if you have the electric slide and the Cupid shuffle, the Cupid shuffle is the better choice. 1000% agree. Especially 
given the history that Sid has with the electric slide, he should know no one likes this one. But he does, and it's his wedding. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I even know the, the electric slide. Because by the time we were in dance settings, everyone was firmly Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> well, the Cupid Shuffle also tells you what to do. That's true. Yeah. There was no, like, learning. You just, it's just doing. Yeah. What was the song that, what's the song that's like slide to the left? That's the cha-cha slide. Oh, that's the cha-cha slide. Wait, that's what you're, you're thinking of the cha-cha slide. No, I'm I'm still thinking of the Cupid shuffle to the right, to the right, to the right. But I was going to say, even like, even the cha-cha slide is a better, better option than the electric slide. Mm, Yeah, it's a a hot take. Yeah. uh, It's a hot take. Yeah, hot take. Poor choice. Yeah, and honestly, it's sort of, like, they're not that much older than us, so I can't imagine that they weren't cha-cha sliding and Cupid shuffling. (laughs) Yeah. And this is the moment where everyone's in a huddle, they're about to break, and Sophie's like, hey, 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 so Ian is here, everybody needs to be cool and chill. That is where the title episode comes from. He does not need to know that I just blew through Two guys in 48 hours. We are cool and chill. And then Charlie's like, let's do me. I am tall and curious. And could have been funnier, Charlie. His two adjectives probably should have been horny and noncommittal. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) perfect. So after the huddle, we get a few different sidebars going on. First up, we get Jesse and Ellen for some sibling chat. Jesse is clearly annoyed watching Sophie and Ian flirt. And Ellen says, this did make me laugh. I don't get it. You two were so into each other like a day ago. What happened? <laughs> uh, man, it was the longest day ever, apparently. It, was, it, it felt like a year, I'm sure. Clearly. And then Jesse gives Ellen like the run through, all the exposition that we already know. He agrees to go on tour with Meredith, yada, yada, yada. And that is the sticking point for Alan. She's very triggered by the idea of Jesse leaving. She's like, I moved across the country to get closer to you. And now you are about to abandon me for your ex. Not cool. Yeah. Um, We learned that Ellen is very into sequins. She has this weird pillow with her face on it. Um, At this point, now I'm like confusing what actually happened in season one versus what we saw in the trailer. But is Ellen dating the girl across the hall at this point? I don't think so. Okay. So that was just something I saw in the trailer. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that that has happened. Okay. Then the cake arrives, but for whatever reason, the writers were like, let's not give them a cake. Let's give them a gefilte fish in a cake box, which would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) And Sid is like, what is this? And then Hannah comes all in with like, it's a gefilte fish. My mom serves this on Passover, which to me, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. Hannah's Jewish? Well, Drew knew it was gefilte fish. Of course, because Drew was also Jewish, which makes his (laughs) familial plot line very problematic, as we've already discussed. But Hannah is Jewish? Hannah's mom is Jewish? No, her grandmother. No, it was her mom. I think she said her grandmother. She said her mom served it on Passover. Regardless. Okay. (laughs) Jewish. The Jewish representation on the show has historically been not great. 
So we'll see if there is anything to come from this development. I thought it was like an interesting sort of tidbit to give us now. It felt very random to me, quite frankly. So I just wanted to note it. I see you, Hannah. I see that gefilte fish. Gefilte fish is not my thing, by the way, for anyone who wanted to know. But it would never be in a cake box. (laughs) It's usually like in a jar. (laughs) Sorry, I'm really stuck on that. I digress. Then we get the Charlie and Val sidebar. They're sort of in the back room working on their slideshow. And they're like, look, we're so good at being friends. Look, aren't we such great friends? Hand on thigh, hand on thigh, hook up. Yeah, they're bros like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Just your classic (laughs) two bros. Just two brothers just hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. What a strange pair to choose. (laughs) Literally. Oh, man. Then we're back to the... Ian and Sophie of it all, Ian noticing Jesse watching them, making a lot of sort of marine biology metaphors. Is that the word? That is the word. That he's like an anglerfish looking at a crab. I don't really, I, I'm not a marine biologist myself, so. Well, is it like a predator prey situation? Perhaps. I, I don't know. I but don't know. You can be glad that you're not, because if you are, just a higher likelihood that a whale will explode on you. That was one of my favorite lines of the episode. <laughs> and then Sophie kind of goes over to Jesse and is like, stop staring at us. She, again, is giving very, like, aggressive energy here. In fairness, Jesse is being very weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it is fully deserved. Every time she looks, he does that. He, like, he's looks clearly away. looking at her, but he looks away. It's very <laughs> awkward. It's very uncomfortable. Like, I would also be like, Whatever, like, stop this. Like, stop what you're doing right now. You're being very weird. And she sort of, like, hints that she knows about Meredith without saying anything, you know, overtly about it. And kind of is like, I know what you did. And he's like, how? And she's like, stop ruining this. And then turns around and guess who shows up? Drew. And you know what? Drew is a hot mess. He is not handling single life well. I would say it's a mix of that and his father going to prison. <laughs> he's really, he's hit rock bottom for sure. I know he's like a completely different character. He's like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's very orange. Very orange. Same teeth color. <laughs> very rambly. He got a spray tan called a creamsicle. And you know what? It was creamsicle. It wasn't just a spray tan. It was a spray tan teeth whitening combo (laughs) just your classic like skin and teeth routine (laughs) drew introduces himself to ian as sophie's ex wait wait i'm not wait you you skipped over the most important part of the creamsicle process the receptionist gave him codeines in exchange for a kiss (laughs) (laughs) what what that was like a very you said it multiple times it came up like oh He's not in pain because he got some codeines from the receptionist. He whored himself out to the receptionist (laughs) for codeines. That is so (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) That is not okay, Drew. That is not not okay. He's not in a good place. And shame on that receptionist. She should be fired. Yeah, because she runs such a respectable orange creamsicle establishment. Well, she's not running the establishment. She's just the receptionist at the establishment. 
Drew doesn't know what's going on. This could be the owner. <laughs> it could be whoever. This dude's this dude's like you know on so many drugs and so out of it. He doesn't know who he who he was kissing. Yada yada yada. Okay, so you really think the receptionist would be the one with codeines just to hand out? <laughs> Again, we don't know what kind of establishment this is. So Jesse goes back to Ellen and is like, "Yo, why did you tell Sophie about Meredith?" Oh, he doesn't have a gruff British voice now? No, I can't do it. <laughs> and Ellen's like, Yo! I didn't do that. Why'd you do that? So then there's this cinematic moment where Sophie is in the center and she sees that Drew and Jesse are approaching her from both sides. And she is internally panicking. She's like, what do I do? So she pivots and starts singing. Yeah, um, so Ellen has done a really bad job with the playlist. <laughs> Unclear why, like what else is she doing, but whatever. And um, we learned that Sid and Hannah's song is When a Man Loves a Woman. And Interesting choice. Yeah. Not, eh, not sure how I feel about it, but. I would say that's a better choice than Electric Slide, but not by much. <laughs> yeah. And so Sophie is going to sing it, except. Sophie doesn't know the words. She knows about as many words. Like, I don't really know the words to that song either. That's about as much as I know. Yeah. So she starts making up the words, giving us some Sid Sophie crumbs along the way Mm. in her lyrics. Yes. Which is what social media is pointing to as evidence at this moment. Oh, social media on... Social media is trying to steal our hypothesis. Yeah. Twitter, How I Met Your Father, Twitter is very much on to Sid Fee. That's what they call Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I don't like it either. Oh, that's that's gross. Yeah. No, never say that again. <laughs> that's this is why no one trusts this is why no one's on Twitter anymore. Not Elon Musk, Sid Fee. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? In this moment, you know, I always love a little Hillary Duff singing moment. <laughs> and I was like, do I miss drops of Jupiter? No, you clearly you missed this. Cut it off. <laughs> I can't cry again. And everyone's like, what is happening? As was I. But you know who does know the lyrics? Drew. And he takes over. Yeah, until he gets like a shooting pain in his teeth. (laughs) (laughs) The codeine wears off. At long last, we get this like confrontation moment that the episode has been building up to where Jesse and Sophie talk. And he's like, what did you mean? earlier and she's like i saw you kissing meredith because i came back and drew is like wait did this happen in the 24 hours since you dumped me and she's like yeah it did and jesse just kind of has to sit with the fact that like kind of messed up but i don't even know if jesse thinks that he messed up because uh, well i mean we'll get to this after but eventually he sits down and he talks it through with sid and he's like Yeah, but, like, I literally proposed to Meredith. He's clearly still not over her either. I don't know. It's very messy. Messy Jesse. Messy (laughs) Jesse. That's better than Sidfi. Twitter should take up that one. Messy Jesse. And you know what? Ian is like, seems like things have been messy for you, Sophie. You know what? Things have been messy for me, too. A whale exploded on me. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yeah. Yes, we know about the whale. But that that was the moment. No, No, I'm not doing it again. You're going to have a really bad day. (laughs) 
But yeah, then we get this cut back and forth between Jesse and Sophie kind of unpacking that moment. Um, Sophie's unpacking it with Ian and Jesse's unpacking it with Sid. And ultimately, this is when Sophie realizes that she needs to take a step back from relationships. And as we've already said, it's time for her to work on herself and figure out why she ran potentially from love when it was right in front of her. Mm -hmm. From there, things wrap up. We learn that Jesse's tour is only one month long. Do we think he's actually going on tour? Do we think that there will be a little bit of, br- of, of a break from Jesse and the show? Do we think we'll see him on tour with Meredith? Where do we think the storyline is going? I, I mean, obviously, I don't know. But personally, I feel like we're more likely to experience some sort of time jump and then flashbacks. That feels um, true to the format. Like, we'll cut back, and maybe it's not a month from now. Maybe it's two weeks from now, but obviously something happened on the tour, and then we flash back to what went wrong. Okay. I like that hypothesis. It's time for the photo montage, but we don't get to see it. Instead, Val and Charlie accidentally made a sex tape. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, why are sex tapes a punchline in the year 2023? Well, actually, technically, it's, it's 2022. Yeah. Um, I will say this is an impossible angle. Like, the way, <laughs> like, how could your phone be propped up on its side? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of, like, creative license involved in making that seem remotely feasible. Yeah, I feel like there's no way that this could actually happen logistically. There's just, like, the logistically, unless you have, like, an anti-gravity phone. Maybe in their version of 2022? No way. They do. No, no. They definitely do not. Then they're all doing the electric slide. That Boo. Is... No. Boo. Cupid shuffle forever. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie says, I blew it with three guys in 48 hours, and now I'm doing the electric slide. I think I've hit rock bottom. Get her. Big flash forward. The moment where I was like, oh, I'm so in. We have Sophie. She is in the car. On the phone, says my favorite line of the episode, second to a whale exploded on me. Mom, please call me back. I think I'm dating my dad. Boom, car crash. And whose car does she hit? It is none other than Barney Stinson, Neil Patrick Harris plays a role in season two of How I Met Your Father. Yeah, I. <laughs> they couldn't get any of them back except Kobe for season one. But now they're like, okay, season two, all right, maybe I'll show up. <laughs> you guys are legit. They couldn't, they couldn't be bothered in <laughs> season one. <laughs> but now they're like, okay, fine, sure. Barney is the big guns. Like, this is no joke. This is a huge deal. Is he a, is he a bigger deal than Josh Radner? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, low-key, is he more relevant than josh radner (laughs) ouch even bigger a bigger deal than jason siegel jason siegel also is pretty famous that's true and he's about to have a moment i think jason siegel's about to have a moment i mean not in the show but in his new show his apple tv show oh the one with harrison ford yeah oh okay i mean he had moments before then as well That we will be talking about on the preview okay okay (laughs) i didn't mean to do that but i just felt like i had to Oh, okay. But yeah, so that is where we are left at the end of episode one of season two. I loved ending on a flash forward. I loved that particular flash forward. I have to assume that this 
man that she is dating who might be her dad is the aforementioned John Corbett based on the trailers that we have seen. And I just can't believe that the show is like, I know that we're in like unhinged territory, but I was not prepared for that. And I loved that. I love that the show catches me off guard (laughs) by being whack. Yeah, this show is crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, Marissa, who was your MVP of this episode? Oh, do we do that for this show? I forget. It's been so long, (laughs) but I feel like we did. Uh, But I'm not sure, but I feel like we did. Oof. I wasn't prepared for this question. I'm going to give it to Sophie. Even though I was unprepared for this question, I think Hillary Duff killed it in this premiere. I think that Sophie made the best out of a shit situation. I think she's rightfully hurt by the Jesse of it all. I think that she comes to a mature, smart conclusion to work on herself by the end of the episode. And even if that doesn't stick, who am I to judge future Sophie? I can only judge current Sophie. Yeah, yeah. to me, it, it came down to either Sophie or Drew. Because honestly, <laughs> I think that Drew is not much longer for this How I Met Your Father universe. Um, this might have been Drew's last hurrah. And boy, did he get a good send off <laughs> if that is the case. Uh, he got a little bit of a solo. He got to dye his face completely orange. He got the whitest veneers since Rex Ryan. But I think I will give it to Sophie as well for the reasons that you said. Two for two. Pop off, Soph. Yeah. Wow. We're back. Like, I don't know. We did it again. And it might have been a little, I don't know. We need to get back into our groove. But this is fun. It's been a while since it's just been me and you. Yeah. But I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) But we're not going anywhere. (laughs) Okay. So next week, we'll be back talking about episode two, Midwife Crisis. Oh, boy. Yeah. What could that mean? Well, here's the synopsis. As she waits for the gallery to call, Sophie lands a gig she lied to get and enlists Val to help. Jesse forces Sid and Meredith to work out their differences. Ooh, Leighton Meester, back. I mean, I, I expected that she would be, but I'm glad that it is so soon. Yeah, so I'm assuming this is like pre-tour? Or maybe this is, maybe we already fast forwarded to post tour. I feel like it's pre tour because we didn't really get into this, but Sid's reaction to the Meredith news was very underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. He was not, he was not about it. No, he was not. So I think we're staying in our current timeline. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to come back next week and every week. Until, I think this is going to keep us busy until June. Well, maybe not every week. We might have a little bit of a, a hiatus in the <laughs> in the early months. We will have a hiatus. We'll but figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're doing um, some traveling. A little bit of traveling. But uh, for the most part, we'll be releasing these episodes on Fridays. If you found this on the day that we released this, you know this already. And it's the same as what we did for season one. So Fridays, we'll be recapping these. That gives you a couple days to watch the episode and then find us after that. Yeah. And we will be back next week. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter, at Outfit Repeaters Podcast on Instagram. Yes. News, news, news. 
I did it myself. I didn't give t- Sam the warning. You get, yeah, you give me no warning. What the heck? I'm always ready with the news clip. News, 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 news. We are on Instagram now. We are working on building out that presence and we'll likely be more active there than on Twitter. I don't know. I don't really roll with Twitter these days. So definitely give us a follow on Instagram at Outfit Repeaters Podcast. You can always email us any thoughts, feelings, vibes, whatever at Outfit Repeaters Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you liked what you heard today or, you know, you have a need to catch up on our coverage of season one, um, you can do that either on our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash Outfit Repeaters or on any platform where podcasts are available. We'll see you next week when we talk about How I Met Your Father, season two, episode two, Midwife Crisis. Mm -hmm.